this morning on the third hour of today, the rust shooting fallout. Prosecutors saying they will charge Alec Baldwin in the fatal shooting on his movie set. How the actor is responding and could he face time in prison? We'll be live with the latest developments. Then later, it is Football Friday. The khaki quarterback, Steve Kornacki, here breaking down the weekend's NFL playoff action. Plus, we are celebrating the Lunar New Year by shining a light on an old tradition when we visit the Red Lantern capital of China. And the best kind of storm, Storm Reed, live, talking about her new thriller. Plus, we'll talk euphoria and more today, Friday, January 20th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the third hour of today. Al, along with Chanel, Craig, it's uh, Friday. Friday. Almost not a happy Friday for you guys because you were both traveling (laughs) for stories and weather gave you a little trouble. Yeah, right after the show, I flew out to Atlanta. You were going to Chicago. Chicago. Yesterday. But you called it. You said we might have some issues with the weather. But it it was funny because I was fine. My flight took off. Well, take coming back. We were fine. Then all of a sudden, we get to the runway at O'Hare. And it's raining a little bit, but we sat on the runway for about an well, hour. The rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. So how about you? Same thing. My flight got delayed and delayed and delayed. And I finally ran around the airport and hopped on another flight just so I could get what home. Time did you get and be here night? with you all this morning. Around 11 o'clock. That's about uh-huh. the same time I got it. Oh, yeah. that's nice. So there and you go. Craig looking very cozy in this uh, I woke up this, this morning, morning and I was like, okay. But, but the good <laughs> news is, tell them, tell them about the text you got from Betty Jo, your mother. Uh, yeah, I'll read you what my mother said. Oh, yay. Oh, yes. Because this, like is, this like is what I deal with. Okay. My mom texted. She said, did you get back from Chicago? Okay. Pull your collar down on your sweater if you can. Right side. <laughs> this is at 714. But it's not, so she likes the look. She, yeah. well, if, I, if she didn't, I would have heard. Well, by yeah. the way, if you're going to be traveling over the next several days here in the eastern half of the country, yeah. could be some problems. Oh. As we take a look, uh, this is going to be what we're worrying about this weekend. Mm. Heavy rain down to the Gulf for tomorrow. It'll spread across uh, Florida by the afternoon. Then as we move on into Sunday, that's going to expand into the mid-Atlantic, the southeast. We'll look for snow developing in the interior northeast and New England. And then Monday. Monday moves off the coast, but uh, that's just going to be the first of several oh. storms that are going to be uh, vexing a good portion of the central part of the country on into the southeast and up into the northeast over the next several days. So, hang in so there. the pattern changes. Good news for our friends out west. Yeah. Yeah. dries out, but going to be a rough go over the next week for us. All right. Meanwhile, we turn to those new developments in the fatal 2021 shooting on the set of the movie Rust. Prosecutors in New Mexico say they do plan to charge Alec Baldwin in the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins. NBC's Miguel Almaguer has been following the story from the very beginning. He joins us now from Santa Fe, New Mexico, with these new developments. Miguel, good morning to you. Craig, good morning. By the end of this month, Alec Baldwin and Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, the armorer on the set of Rust, will formally be charged here in New Mexico. Now, in Santa Fe, they won't need to be here for that initial court appearance. They can do that video link. But this is the start of a very serious legal process where they could both get up to six and a half years in prison. I was the one holding the gun, yeah. From actor-producer to high-profile defendant, this morning, Alec Baldwin facing involuntary manslaughter along with a firearms charge for his role in the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins. He's facing charges because of both. As the actor that pulled the trigger, that's obviously a, a very compelling fact, but he's also facing charges as a producer because he should have known that the conditions on that set were unsafe. Confident they can convict, prosecutors say... They 
a never-believed Baldwin statement, he didn't pull the trigger. Alec Baldwin said he never pulled the trigger on the handgun that fired. Do you believe that? That's not true. Uh, and we know that from the FBI lab report. That gun would not have fired without the trigger having been pulled. We have videos of him where his hand was on the trigger. Prosecutors also argue that Baldwin had a duty to properly check the gun before using it. But Baldwin's attorney, who called the decision a terrible miscarriage of justice, said that Baldwin relied on the professionals with whom he worked, who assured him the gun did not have live rounds. The lawyer for Matthew Hutchins, the victim's widower, supporting the decision to charge, writing, no one is above the law. Last year, Hutchins with Hoda. So do you think that the majority of the blame lays on Alec Baldwin? The idea that the person holding the gun, causing it to discharge, is not responsible is absurd to me. Do you think someone should go to prison over all of the evidence you've reviewed? Prison is not necessarily the goal. What I want is justice for Helena Hutchins. After sorting through body camera footage, police interviews, and forensic testing of the gun, the DA is also charging Russ Armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, with involuntary manslaughter. It was her job to ensure gun safety and to check all the bullets on set were harmless dummy rounds. So there's live rounds all over the set. An accident was going to happen, and she should have, or somebody should have noticed that at some point. But Gutierrez Reed's attorneys call the charges the result of a very flawed investigation. Meantime, a third crew member, Assistant Director Dave Halls, cut a deal with the prosecution, pleading no contest to negligent use of a deadly weapon. His attorney arguing Halls wasn't directly responsible for what happened. Dave did not hand the gun to Alec Baldwin. This morning, 15 months after a deadly and tragic accident, the district attorney says three people who should have prevented the shooting will now all face justice. Today, we still don't know how live rounds got on the set of rest. That may remain unanswered as investigators push forward with prosecution. Another major question here is the filming of Russ was set to resume in January with Matthew Hutchins as an executive producer. Now with these charges filed, what happens next with that film remains unclear. Mm. Guys, back to you. All right. Our national correspondent, Miguel Almaguer, for us there in Santa Fe. Miguel, thank you. All right. Now let's bring in NBC's senior legal correspondent, Laura Jarrett, for more on what all of this means moving forward. Thank you for coming in this yeah, morning on the third hour. Um, let's dig in here. First off, were you surprised that Alec Baldwin will be charged in this case? Yes. Prosecutors, you were surprised. Yes. Prosecutors like to win. They want cases where they can get a conviction, and this is going to be a hard one for them. So the charges Miguel talked about is involuntary manslaughter. What does that mean? All it means is it was an accidental death. He didn't intend to harm anyone, but someone died because of carelessness. The best example you can think of from our own lives is texting while driving. Okay. You know the risk. Yep. You know it's foreseeable. You look down, you hit someone, you kill them. Mm. You didn't intend to hurt them, but you can still be on the hook, and you can still be culpable. Now, Baldwin will say, that's not this situation at all. I was relying on an expert armor who I yeah. thought would inform me that there was no live rounds. I had no reason to believe there were live rounds on this set. I was told it was a 
cold gun, yeah. which means there are no live rounds. He's going to say this situation is completely different mm. than that. So, you know, we were talking earlier. Most advice to a defendant is don't talk. Don't say a word. But but Alec Baldwin has been talking, especially that, that other interview he gave in 2021 where he said he didn't pull the trigger. How damaging is that? Mm. For- I think it didn't do him any favors because he was so adamant that I didn't pull the trigger. He said it multiple times to George Stephanopoulos. And now the prosecutor is saying, we have evidence that you did pull the trigger. Mm. She says she has a video of his hand on the trigger. We haven't seen that. That may come out. She also says she has an FBI report proving that the gun could only go off if you pull the trigger. So if they can show in front of the jury that he lied, that's not a good fact for him. That's not helpful at trial, if they can show that. Likelihood of a plea deal. What do we think? Well, I mean, it's interesting. It's tricky, right? Because this is a mandatory five-year yeah. sentence if convicted. That's not, that's no small thing. Yeah. He has a lot, uh, uh, you know, a lot at risk here. On the other hand, he can get high-powered defense attorneys to try to fight this, especially if they think there are flaws in the case that they could try to roll the dice with. But juries are tricky. You know, do you want to really risk five years in prison? Yeah. It's hard to know that they'll even offer him that type of plea deal. Sure. We've seen that they are willing to, at least with one other defendant. So then what's your thought then? What's the timeline on all of this? What can we expect? This here? is going to be a long road. This okay. is going to be more, you know, settle in for months and years here because wow. they're going to have their first appearance. They haven't even actually filed the charges wow. yet, which is somewhat unusual to see all this without the charges. They'll file the charges. He'll make an appearance. He'll have a preliminary hearing where he will get to say, you don't have enough to charge me here and try to get it tossed out by a judge. That may not work. Then he'll enter a plea and we'll go off from there. And what do you think? If you had to bet, what do you think? What do I think it will actually happen at trial? I am not in the predicting business, for <laughs> but I do think that there, you know, the standard is reasonable doubt, and I think prosecutors do have a tough case here. All right, All right. Thank you, Laura. Lord, you're solid. Thank Welcome. you. Welcome. So this is yes. Laura's third hour debut. <laughs> there you go. Welcome. The water's warm. Uh, I love yeah. it. Thank Come you, guys. Right. Thanks, guys. An odd analogy. <laughs> the water's warm. Come on in. The water's warm. <laughs> okay. Well, up next, we're going to take a turn <laughs> and talk some football. We got Steve Kornacki standing by, going to fill us in on the big matchups this weekend. Then. Later in our series, The Upside, the young girl who inspired a mission that is changing lives. I cannot wait to tell you about Ruby's Rainbow. Third hour of today, we'll be right back. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, weekend's here. So you know what? That can only mean one thing, right? Football, Football baby. <laughs> Football. Oh, yeah. And who better, who better to break down the NFL division around than our man in khaki, Steve Kornacki, NBC News <laughs> national political correspondent. You know, we're going to change your title because okay. you're, you're so much more than that right That's now. right. Here, here we, we go. go. You're sports guru, weather, everything. Horses, everything. Renaissance. So I haven't done weather yet. I wouldn't dare. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't dare. So you could do if, you, <laughs> if you have been living under a rock for the past few weeks or days, remind folks. 
Who are we going to see in action this weekend? Yeah, I mean, now we're starting to get serious. We got through the wild card round last weekend. Now eight teams left. So you got two games each, Saturday and Sunday. The upstart Jacksonville Jaguars with that miraculous comeback last week at home. They get the ultimate test. They got to play the Chiefs at Arrowhead. And then the Giants and the Eagles. What a rivalry. Two fan bases that can't stand each other. They'll play Saturday night, Sunday. You'll get the Bengals. You'll get the Bills. That's a continuation in a way of that game that got interrupted, of course. And then the Cowboys and the Niners to close out the weekend. Just a classic rivalry that brings back so many names, so many stories from the past, and such big stakes, obviously, this weekend. So it all gets, I mean, we kick it off on NBC with uh, the Jaguars versus the Chiefs. What are we expecting? This is actually, I mean, some great matchups. This is actually, no kidding, my favorite matchup of the weekend. Now, it has the potential to be be just a, yeah, it could be. I mean, the Chiefs might win this by 30, (laughs) but the Jags, if Trevor Lawrence plays like he did in the second half last week, this could get interesting. I hit the wrong screen there. But the, the whole story with Trevor Lawrence last week against the Chargers, this is basically his first half. This is until two minutes left in the first half. He was 5 of 18, no touchdowns. He had thrown four interceptions, wow. and they were down 27 nothing. Last drive of the first half, he leads them down. They get on the board, and the rest of the way, he was unstoppable. Look at that. 23 of 29, 253 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. And on that last second field goal, one of the biggest comebacks you've ever yeah. seen. The Jaguars win. So if that Trevor Lawrence and that Jags team is playing tomorrow, could get interesting. Let's go back to that um, the Bills and the Bengals. I mean, everybody obviously we're thinking about Demar Hamlin. So I just feel like there's a lot of energy surrounding this game. Yeah, and obviously there was some. I think a chip on their shoulder a little bit. The Bengals just, just obviously the circumstances were so awful, but they felt that yeah. hey, the NFL decided if the Bills get to the AFC title game, it's going to be a neutral site against the Chiefs. Uh-huh. The Bengals, I think, feel this should be a neutral site game mm. because had they beaten the Bills in that game, this would be in Cincinnati. So ah. the Bills have to go into Orchard Park. Obviously, that is a tall order here. Uh, it, you look at this. Sorry, I keep hitting the wrong button here. You look at this in terms of see a button, but is the ahead. Bengals trying to get back to the Super Bowl you know, last year? No, nearly won right. it. Yeah. Bills, it's been almost 30 years. Remember that the mm. string of Super Bowl teams there, Jim Kelly in the early 90s. Oh, this was their Thomas. last one, Thurman Thomas. Oh, yeah. They lost to the Cowboys in 94. They're trying to get back to the Super Bowl. And then, of course, you've got that great quarterback matchup of Burrow and Allen. And so, yeah, it'd be a fun one to watch. We spent a lot of time on the AFC just really quickly over on the other side in the NFC. Who do you like? Yeah, I mean, so then you take a look, you take a look at the uh, Niners and the Cowboys game. I tell you, the Niners are favored in this game. Brock Purdy has exceeded all expectations. This rookie quarterback stepping in here. I think the Cowboys are going to give them a game. Oh. I, I watched the Cowboys play Tampa yeah. and, and end this. Yeah, I know Tampa wasn't the same this year, but I think the Cowboys give them a game. You, okay. always, bring, you always bring a great trivia know. question for us here, Steve. And here it is. Eight teams left. Right. Between those eight teams, mm-hmm. how many Super Bowl victories? All right, let's let's see. Uh, one, mine's gonna be a shot in the three. Dark. You got no three. I'm gonna say. I'd say five. I'm gonna say seven. Seven. Yeah. Well, I think about this. The Cowboys. Oh, the Cowboys. The Niners. Oh. Give me, oh. give we, me got we got dynasties. We got dynasties. We're nine. talking seventeen. Wow. Total oh, Super Bowl. The price is right. Yeah, the five win. for the Niners. The five for the Cowboys. Hey, okay. the Giants. No slouches there yeah. with four okay. themselves. So those numbers. Bengals. Bills. Not doing too much. Thank you, Steve. Steve. Always good. My By the goodness. way, the division round kicks off tomorrow. Jaguars versus the Chiefs coverage, 3 o'clock Eastern.
Nation, right here on NBC and, of course, streaming on Peacock. Thanks, Steve. All right, well, when we come back, our series, The Upside, an 11-year-old girl inspiring a mission that has been fulfilling college dreams for years. Then later, we're going to catch up with the incredibly talented Storm Reed. you got to love somebody with weather in their name. She's live talking about her intense new movie, Missing. Third hour of today, we'll be right back. This morning in our series, The Upside, we want to shine a light on an organization that's been making dreams come true for nearly a decade. Ruby's Rainbow provides college scholarships to students with Down syndrome. And, and I had the honor of meeting the Ruby who inspired it all. Introducing Ruby Plackta. 11-year-old Ruby Plackta loves an introduction. Oh, you're so amazing. <laughs> her mom, Liz Plackta, is her biggest cheerleader. The minute I held Ruby, I knew that I, I needed the world to see what I saw in her. Ruby was diagnosed with Down syndrome the day she was born. I always say to joke that she came early, tiny, and rocking an extra chromosome. As a new mom on this unexpected journey, Liz was determined to understand everything she could about her daughter. Quickly, I just, like, shut all the books. You went on, on being mom. I did, and I let I let her, you know, be my guide. She's been the coolest freaking thing ever. I wouldn't change a single hair on your head. I love that. Uh, Mom. <laughs> With this newfound perspective, Liz started planning ahead to help Ruby thrive. I was so interested in, like, her future. About six months old, I looked at my husband, and I was like, I... I think I want to help somebody with Down syndrome go to college. I'm going to help them, you know, go for their dreams. In 2011, Liz and her husband, Tim, created Ruby's Rainbow, a nonprofit that gives partial scholarships to adults with Down syndrome wanting to pursue higher education. 11 years later, Liz has created a community of believers raising hundreds of thousands of dollars every year for Ruby's Rainbow. We gave out 119 scholarships this year, which was a record for us. We gave out, it's crazy, isn't it? We gave out $483,000 in scholarships, which wow. I want to cry just thinking about it. I got it! I got it! Scholarship from Ruby's Rainbow! We've given out 599 scholarships. That's over $2 million in scholarships in the past 11 years since this little lady's been born. Recipients go on to complete college programs, a few even getting their associates and bachelor's degrees. And one is going for her master's. The confidence and the life skills that they're gaining just by being allowed to go out into the world and make mistakes and learn from them. Like I mean, everybody. It, like everybody. Today, Ruby is in her first year of middle school and flourishing. <laughs> Ruby, what are your favorite things? I like to be in band. What's your I instrument? Play, I play a trombone. Ah, I like that. <laughs> but she's already looking to the future. Hey, Ruby, do you want to go to college? I do. What do you want to study, Ruby? I want to be a doctor. She loves getting her blood drawn, so... <laughs> oh, wow, Ruby, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't either. I do. <laughs> Above all, Liz understands how believing in someone like her daughter 
can change a life. It's an honor for me to help other people with Down syndrome be the wow. best of me. Ruby is the gift that keeps giving. You are the gift that keeps on giving, Rube. Okay. <laughs> I love you. I just can't That's stop smiling. Great. I'm That's telling you. Good. Now, Liz herself didn't go to college, but she says she understands the opportunities a higher education can provide. So the application for scholarships is actually now live on the Ruby's Rainbow website for anyone with Down syndrome, 18 years and up. And we're going to put a link on our website as well. And look out there, uh, look out for their tw- uh, their 321 pledge in March, where they're going to try to raise more funds yeah. for the scholarship. Those scholarships change lives. It's just unbelievable. That's that is. really cool. Yeah. That's a great story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when we come back on this Friday morning, a college student who just so also happens to be, oh, a movie star. <laughs> Storm Marine is here. Storm's allowed to tell us how she pulls that off. And yeah. she's also going to fill us in on this new thriller with a twist. And then a little bit later, we're going to organize everywhere, including the kitchen sink, which is always a hot mess in my house. Well, maybe under the kitchen sink. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, under the sink. But the sink is also a mess. Some yes. ideas to clear the clutter from your counters, closets, and more. Third hour today, right back after this. I love this. I forecast you're going to need your umbrellas because we've got a storm in Studio 1A. Uh, in 2013, Storm Reid landing her first feature oh. film role, starring alongside Brad Pitt in the Oscar-winning film 12 Years a Slave. I remember that storm. She would, of course, go on to share the screen with, Zend- with Zendaya playing her little sister, Gia, in the hit drama Euphoria. In her newest project, Missing, she stars as June, a young teenager who turns to the power of social media after her mom vanishes while on vacation in Colombia. But before the trip, things were pretty normal. Siri, call June. Oh my gosh. Mom, Siri, please call Mom, June. Mom, you're on the phone. This is FaceTime. Oh gosh. Hey, you know you don't have to use Siri for literally everything, right? Listen, I need you to write a couple of things down. The car keys are going to be in the top drawer in the kitchen. And Kevin, I just said write it down. You're not writing it down. No alcohol and keep your location service turned on the entire time I'm away. Do you understand? No fun. Got it. It's just letters. Hashtag so relatable. Good morning. No, go ahead. Okay, good morning. So here's the thing. I think for people, that what makes this movie unique to me, it's it takes a different approach to storytelling because a lot of it, um, of the film takes place mostly over the internet. Absolutely. Can you explain kind of how you guys do that? What was it like taking on a project like yes, this? Yes, it was really challenging. Probably uh, the most challenging role I've had thus far because it is so technical. Mm. We were shooting on phones and computers and watches and I'm used to going on set having a mark, having, you know, stage directions, having a scene partner. I didn't really get to have that a lot Mm. in this movie. Uh, So once I got over the technical hurdles and uncomfortableness, I started to have a really uh, good time. Mm. And not to give away too much, but you you pretty much play a detective throughout this entire thing. Yes, sir. And I understand that along the way you picked up some some tips that actually could help find people. I I did. I mean, my character, June, is really tech savvy. Uh-huh. I can navigate social media and technology a little bit, but I had no idea you could like use some of these apps. Like in the movie, I don't want to spoil it, but she 
goes to this website and she's able to look at security footage from a whole different place. Like is a that whole possible? I think so. It's real. Like wow. all of these apps wow. and things are wow. real. Wow. So I was like, that's impressive. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so what's impressive also, while you're, you have this incredible career, you're also a, a sophomore at, at USC. Yes, sir. Uh, so <laughs> what's your major? I am majoring in the School of Dramatic Arts, emphasis mm-hmm. in acting, and I'm minoring in African-American studies. Well, clearly you're going places. Yeah. So. I would say so today. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's it like on campus i mean because you are recognizable and so what's that like for you it was a little awkward at first especially season two of euphoria had just come back so Mm -hmm. everybody was asking Mm -hmm. questions everybody was super excited but i'm not a person to just like you know go to class and go back to my my on-campus apartment i like to be around so i think people get used to seeing i love that well you mentioned euphoria has season three been shot yet or what not at all i have no information we haven't started are you telling the truth i am telling (laughs) True. You know, I tell you. Now you, 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 you wouldn't you wouldn't to us with your mom. There you go, right there. Here. There's Robin. Hi, Robin. Hi, Robin. Is she telling us the truth, Robin? She's telling the truth. <laughs> beautiful mom. Are you guys just buddies till the end? What a beautiful oh, relationship. Spitting image, by the way. I mean, yeah. spitting image. No, that's my bestie. That's I love her. You've, love you've enjoyed so much success at such a young age, and we've all enjoyed watching that success. Mm-hmm. You you were actually able to recently build a house for you and your mom. Yeah. Out. What's that process been like, building a house with mom? Yeah, I mean, it's been an incredible experience. My mom has sacrificed so much. So to be able to just build a a home in California is crazy. And to do it with my mom and and with her support. And uh, she's in there renovating and decorating. So she's in her element. And I'm just so happy that we're able to, you know, share this moment. That's awesome. Before before we let you go, with a name like Storm, and we've talked about maybe doing the weather, would you like to walk on? I would be honored. Have you ever done the weather before? No, it's so funny though because I was little and I used to think I could control the weather because of my name. So you know, there you go. If they they do a remake of the X Men, you are in there. So why don't you? But until then, why don't you do our forecast? Okay. Okay, So uh, do is hit the map. Hit them. Hit the map. Uh-oh. Let's Uh-oh. Get it. Okay. There you go. So, where I live, California, it's about 55 degrees. It doesn't seem like the rain is over here. Uh, in Georgia, where I'm from, it's not that hot, but it's it's kind of cold. I don't think it's raining. I don't. I'm not you good sound at just it. like Roka. <laughs> mentioned missing is out today. Yes, yes. Missing yes. is out today in theaters. Everybody go, go see, see it, please. Go to a theater. Yes. All right. Hey, yes. we're going to give your home a clean sweep with some products to get organized, like what to do with all your handbags, hats, and more. And then later, we're going to celebrate the Lunar New Year by taking you to a place carrying on an ancient tradition, making millions of red lanterns. We'll explain the special meaning behind them as the third hour of today continues. I love it. lie his way into their dreams. He was looking for James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl? Then twist them into a nightmare. This guy's done this before. He'll do it again. Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there. You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next. I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all-new podcast from Dateline. All episodes of Murder in the Hollywood Hills are available now. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Alpha One Niner, commence 
Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops on. TVs streaming. Game console consoling. Smart thermostat set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera. Oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go, you are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators, now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Bet you're wondering why I'm down here. <laughs> oh, no, we're not. We're <laughs> <laughs> we are back with our series, Clean Sweep. And this morning, we are going to show you how to get organized in every room of the house. Lifestyle expert Amy E. Goodman is here to help us clear out the clutter. Amy, good morning to you. Good morning. We're still in the new year. It's yep. still January. Yeah. By the way, happy Lunar New Year. Happy Lunar this New Sunday. Year. Yes. We're sweeping and we're cleaning things up. Amen. I feel like one of the most underutilized storage areas yeah. is under the sink no because question. of that P-trap pipe underneath yes. there. And for some people, also a garbage disposal. Not so much in New York City, but this is from the container store. It is a completely expandable shelf. It can start at 17 inches, but go to 27 and a half. And also these individual shelves can be placed exactly where you need it to make the space for the pipe or the garbage disposal, which I adore. Normally, I call this area bottle bowling, right? You reach in for a cleansing Mm -hmm. bottle and they all topple over, but this can be completely customized to fit your sink. That's all. It says really forty-five bucks too. Yeah, it's a great. That's good. It's a great buy. I think it's forty-three ninety-nine at the container store. Okay, well, let's yeah. go to the counters now. Yes. Get so, rid of that clutter. Yeah, and this is really trending: is to have steel and or glass canisters to store what I call the leftover extras of the pantry, mm-hmm. the half bag of lentils, the quarter use of pasta. So for your staples, these are wonderful. It's from J.C. Penney. Um, I like the combination. They're completely airtight sealed. <laughs> it's a great way to store your essentials in your pantry or get these. I mean, they're so splashy. And it looks good. Like, it doesn't seem so messy. I agree. And it's 40% off. So these prices start at $11.99. I love the pop of color and the peep-through little vision here. So you can see what's inside. And also, you'll notice the cute labels. I was just about to say, I think this is really cool. Look how tiny this label maker is. It is teensy tiny. And I love that it doesn't take up a lot of space. Mm -hmm. It comes complete with an app with preloaded labels for your home, your kitchen, your arts and crafts supplies. All you have to do is plunk in a few little fonts and you're good to go. It's Bluetooth enabled. It prints uh-huh. directly. This has changed my life. And I think okay. they're so cute. It's so petite. Mm-hmm. Anything that gets you organized, yeah. folks, from your yeah. crafts drawer to your spice drawer yeah. Yeah. to your essentials that are in your pantry, it's whatever cool. it takes. If it takes a cute label maker, it's totally worth the investment. Right. That's from conmarie.com. This is genius. I love it. Wow. And I was today years old when I Me discovered too. it existed. <laughs> I know, right? I have baseball hats that are right. on three different hooks in oh, my yeah. laundry room, and they all topple to the yeah. floor. So this Ugh. is you get two little hanging hooks from Amazon. You attach it to your favorite little shirt or skirt hanger. It's got 10 clips each. Get those baseball caps, yes. or also you have got the winter accessories yes. there. right at the, the front scar. door in a basket. All those not working. Oh, my, God. <laughs> my gosh. Baskets or, or do work. Yes. You know, it's true. you got to dig into the basket. I'm always having everyone. trouble with my handbags. I, you know what, Al? <laughs> this one was actually created just this for you from the Yamazaki Home com. It's six different hooks made of steel, very durable, and you can hang it in a closet over a door. You can mount it to a wall. It's very, very versatile. So I actually collect handbags, and I only use one per season, which is totally defeats <laughs> My the wife purpose. collects them, too. I know. Uh-huh. So 
you want to actually get your seasonal handbags, mm-hmm. put them up on these this hooks, swap so out every you can couple. See them. You and if you have a door, it takes up the room this way. The problem mm-hmm. is right now, it takes up so much space on space in a closet. horizontally. Yes, yes, yes exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So and man bags too. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I love a satchel. What do we have here, Amy? So this is great for the junk drawer. I'm a very uh, proud, super organized junk drawer person. Mm-hmm. My whole family uses that drawer every single day. Yep. The key is bins. So these are six bins that come together. This is from three by three. It's oh, a nice. woman-owned company, and they're actually offering today's show viewers twenty percent off. Not only the bins, but their entire website to okay. get organized. So everything with its place in the junk drawer from your sticky notes to your push pins. I've got some weird like wine accessory organizers mm-hmm. that goes in the junk drawer. But because it has its place, my husband can cop- cap off that bottle of wine. We're good to drink it tomorrow. How many people have readers at home? And then when you go to find them, you can't find them. They're just in drawers. They're all over yeah. the house. Mm-hmm. Really? I- for sure. Yes. Putting your glasses on display and out of their cases is Real a great quick. way. And actually, I, you know, I reported this when you were still unwell. So this was you in mind, Al. For all, you probably actually need four of these. I'm telling you. There's four different drawers for each of your That's glasses. Great. You can do readers, sunglasses, prescription glasses, whatever kind of glasses to get them out in ah. visual. So you can use them. And it also reminds me to clean them and keep them. And there's a nice place for them. My daughter's always losing. She has two parents. She loses them all the time. I, right. And this is from Muji. Muji.com. Oh, so good. great for nice, simple minimalistic organizational ideas. We say yes. Yeah, we're going to say yes. Way to go, yes. Amy. Oh, thank okay. you so much. Yeah. Thank, you, thank you, Amy E. Goodman. If you would like more information about any of these products, just check out our website, today.com slash shop. All right. Up next, they are everywhere in China, especially around the Lunar New Year. We'll visit the place where most of those beautiful red lanterns are made and tell you why they hold such a special meaning. We'll be right back. The Lunar New Year is this weekend, and in China, the color red signifies luck and prosperity. Millions of folks hanging ornate red lanterns to celebrate the holiday, and we've got NBC's Asia correspondent Janice Mackey Frere, who visited the town where most of those lanterns are made. She's live right now in Beijing. Good morning, Janice. Al, good morning. It is the most important holiday of the year in China, South Korea, Thailand, Vietnam. People around the world are celebrating the Lunar New Year and welcoming the Year of the Rabbit. Now, tomorrow night is the New Year's Eve. Cities and towns here are all decked out for the occasion. And nearly every red lantern you see, no matter the size, has come from one village here that claims to be the red lantern capital of China. During the Lunar New Year, red lanterns are everywhere in China, decorating homes and lining city streets meant to symbolize good luck. And of the millions of red lanterns hanging across the country for the holidays, most of them have come from one village, a two-hour train ride from Beijing into Hebei province in Tunto, the self-proclaimed red lantern capital of China. Most of the lanterns here are still made by hand in family-owned workshops and factories that collectively churn out 80 million lanterns a year. We're making lanterns all year round, but now is the busiest time, says Bai Xiaohong, who helps manage her family's business. They used to be made with bamboo and paper. Now cloth is stretched over steel wire and decorated with gold ribbon and Chinese characters, like Xi for happiness. The entire village is tied to the lantern industry. 
but few here in Tunto have been making them longer than Bai Junping. He's 70. I started as a hobby making small lanterns, but competition was high, he says. And so he thought bigger, a lot bigger. I'm here for scale. This one is 10 feet. The biggest they make is three times this size. Mr. Bai told me the grandest ones he's made hang in shopping malls and city squares. He uses special thicker fabric for those. He says demand dropped during the pandemic, but now a lot of people are after his signature lanterns again. From the lantern capital, they're sent to cities and towns all over China and across Southeast Asia. Some even make their way to the U.S. As traditions go, hanging red lanterns started centuries ago as a way to ward off ancient evil spirits. Red is considered an auspicious color here. They've adorned palaces and alleyways ever since. It's kind of protection, uh, meaning safety for the family. Red lanterns has always been a, a very important source of hope. So when you come, come home, you see a red lantern on your doorway. It always feels very welcoming. For the hundreds of millions of people around the world celebrating the Lunar New Year, the very foundation of the holiday is family, a time to come together for meals and to share memories. In China, the end of tough zero COVID rules means a lot of people, countless millions here, are heading home for the holidays for the first time in years. Officials estimate travelers will make nearly 2 billion trips this month as the moon enters a new phase and kicks off Year of the Rabbit. And at many of those homecomings, the Red Lanterns of Tunto will be there too, holding all the luck and good fortune for a new year. traditions that come with the Lunar New Year, like giving hongbao or red envelopes with money, mainly to the kids, wearing red because it's an auspicious color. And of course, the feasts are a huge part of the occasion. Also, for the first time in history, the state of California has declared the Lunar New Year an official holiday. So, Xin Yang Kuai Le, Happy New Year to everyone. Coming off a year of the tiger, that did seem pretty ferocious at times. And <laughs> ushering in what will hopefully be a calm year of the rabbit. Cheers. Happy Cheers New Year. Okay. Oh, Thank my gosh. So Janice Mackey, very great to see you. <laughs> when I was in uh, Beijing last year for the Olympics, the Red Lanterns, all of, we'd always just sort of stop and we're taking it back. How beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. Well, we will be right back. Don't go away. Next month, we are launching our series, Discover Black Heritage, and we want to hear about people in your community making modern-day history and making difference a difference in your community. So just head to today.com and share their story, and we may feature their story right here on our show. Send it in. All right. Well, best time of the week. We love shouting out some of our yes. awesome Yay. Start Today walkers. First up, we've got Kelly out in West Montana. Kelly! 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 David, a proud veteran, crushing the walking challenge from North Carolina. Oh, we've also got Kelly. Kathy, 
not letting a little wet weather rain on her parade. Lara has a walk with a view. Lara! And Dawn is heading into the weekend in style. Way to go, Dawn! All right, come be part of the fun. Join our Start Today walking challenge. Sign up for the newsletter by heading to todays.com slash today. By the way, Monday here on the third hour today, Natasha Leon live to tell us about her new Peacock series. Nice. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, Rosie Perez on her starring role in Your Honor. All right. We will have a great weekend. We will all do it. You'll come yes. back Monday. We'll do your show tomorrow morning. Oh. Wild, child. Wild Child. That's and right. And what is it? Earth Odyssey. Earth Odyssey. Earth, what is it? Wow. wow. Dylan, yeah, you love you, Dylan. Busted Dylan. Wow. Have a great weekend. Wow. What is it? Wow. wow.